This is Community Radio, WERU-FM, 89.9 Blue Hill. It is time now for our required weekly test of the emergency alert system. This is just a test. Public funding for the Corporation for Public Broadcasting may soon be eliminated by Congress, which would mean an income loss of 10 to 40 percent for public and community broadcasters across the country. WERU would lose a community service grant that makes up 25 percent of our annual income. Information on how you can get involved in the effort to save federal funding for community radio is available at 170millionamericans.org and weru.org. You can also email Senators Snow and Collins through their websites and call their Washington offices. This is a critical and urgent issue. Thank you. Support for Talk of the Towns comes from Fields Pond Audubon Center, a green design nature center in Holden. Fields Pond has a year-round nature store, lake access, and offers educational programs about habitat conservation for people of all ages. More information at maineaudubon.org or 989-2591. The time is 10 o'clock. Stay tuned for Talk of the Towns with your host, Ron Beard. Welcome to Talk of the Towns here on WERU. We try to go beyond the headlines to make sense of issues facing Maine communities to share what works to seek alternative solutions. Talk of the Towns is produced with support from Cooperative Extension, the major educational outreach program of the University of Maine with offices statewide. Cooperative Extension puts knowledge to work with the people of Maine and like WERU, whose mission is to be a voice of many voices, operates out of a sense that everyone benefits when we share our knowledge, our experience, our concerns, and our perspectives. We're about to practice the magic of community radio in which those of us in the studio and you who are listening create a dialogue that we hope will be a benefit to our friends, our neighbors, and colleagues. I hope you'll stay with us for the next hour and talk of the towns. It's both an aspiration and part of our state educational policy that Maine students acquire the essential knowledge and skills that will prepare them for work, higher education, citizenship, and personal fulfillment. There are many successful strategies that bring aspiration and policy together, and in Limestone, 150 of those students from all over the state pursue that goal annually at the Maine School of Science and Mathematics. Over the past 15 years, Maine's only magnet school has been preparing students for careers in science and technology, and we'll find out many other careers as well. And we're going to learn more about this focused approach to education, which has been cited by U.S. News & World Report as one of the top high schools in the nation. And we're glad to have some folks who can help us with that topic. Um, Welcoming Pam Perkins. Pam is from Ellsworth. She's the Director of Admissions at the Maine School for Science and Mathematics. Welcome, Pam. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Speak right into that microphone. All right. (laughs) Great. Um, um, Pam, you're admissions director, but you're also a graduate um, as well. So tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we're going to hear from some other guests by by telephone. Sure. Um, Well, I grew up in Ellsworth, um, and I went to school from um, kindergarten all the way through my sophomore year um, in Ellsworth schools. Um, Around my sophomore year, I heard about this um, place called the Main School of Science and Math, um, which piqued my interest, um, and somehow I took a leap of faith um, and went up there um, and spent my 
junior and senior years as a student um, at the school, really the best decision I ever made in my life, um, really changed the trajectory of, of my whole um, path mm. um, that I was on. Um, upon graduation from, from MSSM, um, I went to College of the Atlantic, so um, sort of went away from home for high school and then back towards home for <laughs> college, um, and spent four years there, uh, and then I worked um, on Main Street in Ellsworth at the Grand for a time, um, and now I'm working back with uh, the Main School of Science and Math and really, really enjoying um, that experience and being able to share uh, what the school um, is and how special uh, of a place it is with other students from all over the state. Uh, so it's been a real treat for me to be back and, and working with, with the school. That, that means quite a lot to me. Yeah. And I know that this is full-time work, but you also find time to be on the Ellsworth City Council. <laughs> <laughs> I do, yes. <laughs> and you were the youngest member of that group, at least when you got elected. When I was elected, I've been beaten now by, uh-huh. um, by a couple um, of new members um, who are um, just a year younger than me. Right. <laughs> well, we're going to go now um, to by phone to uh, two folks um, who are up in Limestone. Um, first is uh, Luke Shorty, who is with the math department. Um, Luke, welcome to Talk of the Towns. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. And um, tell us a little bit about, um, you're, you're also a graduate, one of the first graduates of the main um, School of Science and Mathematics. So tell us a little bit about yourself. That is correct. I am from Fairfield, Maine, and I was attending Lawrence High School back in 1996, which is the first year that the MSSM opened. And at that time, I had heard about this, uh, this school for, for people who were interested in science and mathematics, and a large group of us actually left Lawrence and went up to MSSM, and I graduated in 1998, got my mathematics degree at University of Maine Farmington. I spent some time working for AmeriCorps with the Maine Conservation Corps uh, and used my educational award to go back to school at Mon- uh, Montana State University in Bozeman, Montana, where I got my master's in mathematics heard of an opening back at MSSM for a math instructor, and it's a great way to give back to a school that me so much when I was a student here. Mm. And um, tell us a little bit about Limestone. Um, What would we see if we were at the school at this point? You would see a lot of white. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. We were just hit with a very large snowstorm last week. As a matter of fact, it buried my car over the hood, uh, and I had some students help dig it out. Uh, it's a little overcast today, and we're getting some precipitation, so it's a little crunchy on the snow. And um, th- this is kind of a, a swords to plowshares story, um, using um, the facilities at Limestone um, for a school. Tell us a little bit about, if you grew up in that area, you probably remember um, what, what it was like um, as an air base. I actually grew up in Fairfield, Maine, in central Maine. Oh, okay, Fairfield. I'm sorry, not Fort no, Fairfield. Okay. Fairfield. Not yeah. Fort Fairfield. Right. People make that mistake all the time. Sorry. That's okay. So, but um, um, you must um, know a little bit of the story of, of the reuse of, of the base there. Oh, that, that I do. I knew the, the base was, was slated to be shut down in the mid-90s, and they were scrambling to, to figure out what to, to do with the facility because at that time, Limestone Community School was the top uh, facility in the state of Maine. They had just spent a lot of money on a new, a new school. They had an Olympic-sized swimming pool, a large student population, and with the base closing, uh, they were going to lose that whole population base, and they needed to find something to do with both of the base and the community that was going to suffer from uh, from these people leaving. Hmm. And and so the facilities now have, have they expanded from that original base? Um, are there kind of new facilities as part of the main school of science and mathematics at this point? 
there are new businesses on the base, but the main school of science and mathematics is now completely in the limestone communities. Okay, great, great. Um, we also have with you um, Imogen Page. Imogen happens to be from Blue Hill, right in our neck of the woods, um, but she's decided to go uh, to the main school of science and mathematics. Welcome to you, Imogen. Hi, thank you for having me. Now, that's not a main accent, Imogen. <laughs> tell us, no. tell us about, about that. Um, well, I lived in central London until I was nine. Uh, my father's American, and in 2004 we moved to Blue Hill, and I went to the Blue Hill Consolidated School and spent a year at George Stevens Academy before coming here. And, and um, what, what caused you to think about um, the, the main school of um, science and mathematics? How did you make that decision? Well, um, I actually heard about it from a neighbor whose son used to work here as a residential intern and assistant teacher. And last year, almost exactly a year ago actually, I came up here for an open house just to sort of check it out and see what was going on. And um, I was really impressed with what I saw. The people were really welcoming and the classes sounded incredible. But I didn't think I could get in or that I would necessarily want to because it was so sort of, I mean, it's very nerdy here and very math and science. And I'm more <laughs> into sort of English and languages and humanities. But I thought, you know, I'll apply and uh, I didn't expect to get in. And when I did, I didn't know that I wanted to come here. Mm. But I thought, you know, I'd just give it, you know, give it a few weeks, and I'm so glad I came. <laughs> Great. And, and tell us about your interest in English. Where does that come from? Um, what, what do you um, particularly intrigues you about the study of, of language and, and um, that side of things? Oh, gosh, I don't know. Um, I, I love to read. I love history. And um, I, I just really like learning new languages. Last mm. year I took French. Um, over the summer I learned a little Turkish. And it's just, um, I, I really am interested in sort of human culture. And, and um, if you would, describe some of the courses that you're taking that kind of bridge um, your, your interests with, um, with the education that you're getting. Right. Well, um, I'm a first-year sophomore, so I'm taking advanced placement composition, which is really fun. And this semester I started taking a food studies course, which is kind of looking at food in history and culture and nutrition and evolution. It's really interesting. So the whole, the whole system, not just one aspect of it. Yeah, it's, it's very um, well-rounded. I'm really enjoying it. And uh, I'm, first years here don't usually take a full-year history course, mm -hmm. which is, um, I was really surprised when I got my schedule and I sort of thought, hey, where's the social studies? And um, it, I, I wish that I, I was taking a, a history course, but next year I'll do that. And, uh, you know, it's, the history classes here are very good. Mm. as many of them. Mm -hmm. And Pam tells me that you spend a fair amount of time in the kitchen baking. I do. We have a little kitchen in the dorm, and I really like to cook. And, um, yeah, I cook most of my meals there um, instead of in the cafeteria, just, you know, a matter of choice. Last night I made chard with a white sauce and, you know, had eggs. We'll have you on as, as, a, as, a, as a guest chef next time. <laughs> <laughs> um, while we're still with Imogen, um, Imogen Page, a student um, at the school of, uh, Main School of Science and Mathematics, um, describe your, your dorm life, because that's another aspect that's different than the average high school student. Oh, my God, I love it so much. Um, I, we all live in the same dorm. There are girls' wings and boys' wings, and it's just so much fun to be to live next door to my friends and 
you know, we, we do homework together, we study together, we can just hang out in the lounge. There, there are, there's one big lounge and a lot of smaller lounges on the wings, and they've got couches and whiteboards for studying, and uh, uh, there's a, a phone system, so, you know, we can all kind of communicate, and the Internet is sometimes a little bit sketchy, but, you know, we get by. And it's just so much fun. There are 119 of us in this dorm, and it sometimes gets a little bit crazy. But we, <laughs> you know... You throw that many kids together who are all semi-interested in the same kind of stuff, and uh, things happen. Some <laughs> of them are a bit shocking, but uh, you know we we get up to some crazy stuff. We we play boffa. Do you know Do you know of boffa? No, I don't. Why don't you describe it? It is a game that basically involves taking PVC pipes and wrapping them in uh, duct tape and sort of padding them out, and um, and uh, simulating medieval warfare with uh-huh. them. And, and you must be good at that, because you come from London. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, actually. Um, but that's a really big thing here. And so we, we do sort of geeky things like that. Mm. And, and um, Imogen, it, it strikes me, um, in t- talking a little bit with Pam, that um, the students who choose uh, Main School of Science and Mathematics are really ready um, to be um, independent, in, in a way, um, that maybe students that stay at their own high school situation aren't ready. Uh, could you talk a little bit about that? Um, I don't know about ready initially, but I feel like being here, we have to grow up so much faster. We have to, you know, we have room inspections and we have to keep ourselves clean and do our own laundry and make sure that we're eating and going to sleep and, you know, basic stuff. Mm-hmm. We, I mean, the residential stuff is great and they take great care of us, but we do have to be more independent. And uh, we have to, you know, there are no parents telling us to get our homework done in the same way, so we have to look after ourselves that way as well. Right. So, of course, we have, you know, everyone, all our teachers are very in touch with, you know, if we're having academic troubles, and we have, at least for first years, something called structured study, which is um, from 7 to 9 every night from Sunday to Thursday where you have to be working. Well, I just want to remind our listeners that they're tuned to Talk of the Towns here on WERU, and we're speaking with, um, that was Imogen Page, a student um, at the school. Um, She's from Blue Hill. She's a first-year student. Um, Also on the phone with us is Luke Shorty, who is the um, within the mathematics department. He was one of the original, the pioneer graduates of the main school of science and mathematics. And here in the studio with us, we have Pam Perkins, who is a graduate of the main school of science and mathematics and director of admissions. Um, um, Luke, back to you. Um, tell us a little bit about the educational philosophy and, and maybe start out by describing a magnet school. We, we only have one magnet school, and some people might confuse those with charter schools. What's the difference? The difference being that a magnet school is acting sort of like a magnet where it is attracting a certain type of student. Uh, the main school of science and mathematics attracting students who are, are mostly interested in science and mathematics, though we do have a very strong humanities program here. Uh, and the philosophy, once you attract those students to the school, is that you, you immerse them in a very rigorous academic program where you, you place students viability, sort of like tracking, at least mathematically speaking, but you also have the freedom where if they're struggling in something, you can differentiate your instruction uh, so that they can, that you meet the needs of that student. And you take that student as far as, as they're willing to go, because most of these students are, are coming to the main school of science and mathematics, not feeling very challenged in their math and science courses. 
So we are an, an option for them to really be challenged and to push them as far as they can. For example, I have a junior right now who is taking differential equations uh, in multivariable calculus. Uh, so he is he's pushed himself to the limit of a bunch of the courses that we offer here at the MSSM. So he's taking these higher level courses uh, beyond calculus. Mm. And um, again, you saw um, the school as it started. What, is, what are some of the changes that you could describe to uh, parents or students now um, that have evolved over time? Well, when the, the school first started, they had students actually living on base that first year. Uh, and through a grant, through some, some funding, they actually converted the Limestone Elementary School into the dormitories as they are today. And the dormitories have gone through a big transition since I was a student there to where they are now uh, for, for the better. And as far as, as education goes, there are opportunities. There's a J-term now, which is a two-week period in January where students get to participate in all kinds of different things, whether they're on class, uh, pardon me, on-campus classes, which would be things like there was a modern debate class, a geometric adventures class. There was a course on, on organic chemistry or whether they go off campus. We have a J-term internship program that allows students to go out and work with main businesses and main hospitals and main research centers. Uh, and we've had some students actually leave the state and do internships in other states for two weeks. So they get to, to experience for two weeks what it would be like in a career of their choosing. There are other opportunities such as, uh, as travel. These are, these are things that were, were just forming when I was a student there. And it's nice to come and see how these these programs have developed. Mm. How about your fellow faculty members? Um, I know you can't generalize, but I'm going to ask you to generalize. Sure, what I'll kinds try of my what best. kinds of people come and 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 find this um, uh, both a challenge and a really a rewarding um, a teaching career? People who are immersed in their content area and really really love it. People who who wish to profess, if you will their excitement for a subject, They're where they have mastery in their content knowledge and they'd love to share it with other students who are enthused about the same subjects and really, really show them the detail and depth uh, of, of a topic. Another type of, of beauty that this school provides for its faculty, or at least has been my experience, is the autonomy that it gives its instructors. Where if I have the idea for a project, which I did this year, uh, I had this idea for a hydroponics garden where students could actually grow plants uh, and collect data for statistics, for a genetics course, for whatever, whatever need there was here at the MSSM. I was, given, I was given the green light. They said, that sounds like a great project. Go ahead, give it a try, see if you can make this work. And sure enough, I was awarded a fast track grant through the Maine Community Foundation. And I designed this indoor hydroponics slash vermicomposting or worm composting facility right here on campus. Mm. And that's beautiful for a faculty member. If you want that that freedom to explore and and venture deep into your passion, this is the place to be. And I suppose it's a small enough faculty so that you um, know each other and there's some um, kind of interconnection and maybe a little bit of rivalry. I understand that you were a part of something called Taking Chemistry Outdoors. You want to describe that a little bit? Ah, yes, yes. Uh, there, we have these advisories. That's another thing that has developed since I was a student here. When I was not, well, when I was a student here, there was no advisory program. And now each each teacher has an advisory program where they have a small group of students that they advise 
throughout their time here at the MSSM. Well, the chemistry instructor, Mr. Dugan, who was a chemistry teacher when I was here as a student, and I kind of got into a nice, wonderful little rivalry about advisory flags. I had made an advisory flag. Mr. Dugan had made an advisory flag. There was a little game of capturing each other's flags. And Mr. Dugan had a wonderful event this year where he made a giant bonfire with 200 pallets of wood, used lithium to help get the thing started, the fire started, got a giant weather balloon filled with helium, and, uh, and sent my, my flag up into the stratosphere. And where it is now, I have no clue. But it's somewhere <laughs> out in northern Maine or in, maybe even in Canada. Who knows? And I understand even the border control got a little concerned about that fire. Yes. Well, not necessarily the fire. There was also some, some chemistry demonstrations involving helium-hydrogen mixed balloons where we set off. And there was some nice, wonderful bangs. Uh, there was a catalyst where we used... Uh, we used hydrogen peroxide in a catalyst to make this giant foam called elephant's toothpaste. It was a great time. All the kids came out, saw the huge fire, had a, had a great time. It was all in good fun. It was a blast. So, so Imogen, are you thinking of taking chemistry now? I am taking chemistry. Ah, there you go. Were you part of this extravaganza? Yes, I went. It was so much fun. It was crazy. Um, <laughs> and everyone went out there, even though it was raining a little bit and uh, kind of cold, it was... And everyone was there because it was mm -hmm. such a big thing. It was great. And and, and um, one of the questions I had for you, Imogen, is is um, you had a, you made a choice to go um, to this school. Do you think you're missing anything that you might have gotten back at George Stevens Academy? What what did you give up to to go here, and what are you gaining? Oh well, um, I I mean, first to start off, I want to make sure that it's clear. I, GSA was a really great school for me. I did not leave it because I was unhappy there because it, it's, a, it's a good school with really good classes, good challenging classes. And um, what I miss most about it, other than my friends, is probably the jazz program, mm. which, um, you know, is so great. Mr. Olofsky, the band director there, who I, I think he's played on, on WERU. Yes, he's a, he's a local hero here. Yeah. He's, he's the best, and I really miss playing in his band and his jazz band and his combo. And, um, yeah, that was fantastic. And, and so what are you gaining that, that uh, you might not get at Blue Hill, um, at George Stevens Academy? Well, um, I, I think the, the, the course offerings here, especially in math and science, are more rigorous and are probably better preparing me for college in a competitive sense. And uh, there, are, there are also great extracurriculars here. Not that there weren't at GSA, but they're different. Um, I've participated this year in youth and government. I'm in an a cappella group, swim team, volleyball. Um, I'm trying to think of everything. Mm. It, it's, and it's just such a committed community. It's like um, in the classes here, that everyone wants to be in class. Everyone is interested in learning. Mm. And uh, that's so nice. And as you look ahead, you're, um, as a first year, you're probably not kind of ready to start out with an internship, but what kinds of applications might you be exploring and, and making connections with uh, business and industry or, or career kinds of things? Oh, well, actually, this J-term, I did do an internship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, um, I was incredibly lucky. I got an internship at the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C. That's amazing. It was so great. I was working in the music department. Um, I with a friend of my godfather I was very fortunate to have met. Mm. And I, I stayed for two weeks in Washington and 
I, I worked next to a vault that contained an enormous and extremely valuable collection of musical instruments, including a Stradivari viola. Mm. And it was just the most incredible experience. I, I worked in the stacks. I met people who were just so knowledgeable about the craziest things. And, yeah, it was great. That's wonderful. Um, uh, Luke Shorty, um, tell us a little bit more about the connection to um, in, in the internships in general, but also kind of main business and industry. Um, that's been one of the, the strengths of, of your program. Yes. Uh, as a matter of fact, last year we had a, a very strong positive connection with the University of Maine that continues to this, this year. And we have these things called themed weekends where once a semester or so, the weekend has a certain theme. Last year's theme had to do with uh, floating wind platforms mm. off in the Gulf of Maine, which the AEWC lab at University of Maine has been working very hard on. So after going and, and seeing Dr. Habib Dagger speak on this, I said, my gosh, this would be a wonderful themed weekend. And we put together this themed weekend and organized a field trip down to the engineering labs at the University of Maine. Took a whole day brought all of the students down. They got to explore all the different engineering labs and even go to a climate change seminar that was down at the University of Maine. And from that, I showed Dr. Dagger pictures of our themed weekend and all the kids having a great time in the pool with their floating windmills. And that led to some discussion that ended up with the University of Maine putting together this windstorm challenge, which is basically what the theme weekend that we did on a much larger scale for the whole state. Imogen is actually participating in the Windstorm Challenge, uh, and that takes place in May. Uh, we continue to work with, with the University of Maine. They'll be coming up for this theme weekend in April uh, to do some more stuff on wind platforms. So that's one of our connections with, with uh, Maine universities, but we also have some courses offered through the Jackson Laboratory in Bar Harbor. Uh, they do computational biology, which is taught by uh, our teacher, Mrs. Deb McGann, and we're looking to actually perhaps uh, continue to work with Jackson and, and make some more classes along that nature. So it strikes me in, in both these situations, you're, you're linking with the jobs of the future, um, biotech um, kinds of things, wind energy. Those are what uh, many thinkers here in Maine are saying, that's the, that's the future of where, where this state is going. That's part of our mission here at the MSSM is to, to train students in the science, technology, engineering, and mathematics education that they need in order to be uh, successful here in the state of Maine with the tech that is coming down the line. As as we um, wrap up the first half hour, I guess I'd ask each of you um, if there is any um, one or two things that you'd like to um, share with with uh, either parents or students um, who might be thinking um, that the Maine School of Science and Mathematics is is a place that they want to explore further. Um, start with you, Imogen. What, what would your advice be to a fellow um, student thinking about um, the Maine School of Science and Mathematics? Oh my goodness. Well. Um I mean, this place certainly isn't the thing for everybody. Uh, a couple people leave every year because they figure they, it, it's just not right for them. But it's so worth giving a try and having a look at because if, if it does happen to be what you're interested in and what works for you in terms of dorm life and this really immersive academic program, there's nothing better because it's just it's all the time and it's overwhelming and sometimes we go crazy. But we have the best time and it is so rewarding. Mm. So it's worth coming up and having a look. There's, we have open houses for students, prospective students. I'm actually a student ambassador. Mm. And, you know, it's, 
it's such a great facility that mm. should be taken advantage of. And, and Luke, what would you tell um, parents who might be considering um, this for um, their uh, son or daughter? I would say talk to parents of your son or daughter's friends. Get them together and take a whole group and come up and, and see this school. See what it's all about. It's amazing. We have an open house March 20th, which is coming up just next, next weekend. Uh, and I would say give it a try. Be open with your student. Uh, with your with your son or daughter, make sure that you're both excited about this, and then there's a ton to be excited about. It's it's an immersive, amazing, intense program, exactly how Imogen said, but it is something that I personally, as both a student and a faculty member, would never give up for the life of me. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Well, I'm going to let you go so that we can invite another guest on, um, Representative Terry Hayes, who's the uh, mother of a, of a um, current student, is that right? A or graduate. A graduate. Um, but I'd, I'd invite you to, to uh, um, uh, Imogen and, and uh, Luke to uh, kind of listen to us by Internet, if you're able to do that, and call in. We've got an 800 number. Um, call in later if we're missing a point or you want to add to the conversation. That number, um, and that, that's all... Oh, also open for other listeners is 1-866-625-9378. That's 1-866-625-9378. Thanks to Ron? both of you. Um, uh, Luke Shorty, who is the um, uh, one of the math teachers at the Maine School of Science and Mathematics, and Imogen Page, a first-year student. She's actually Ron. from Blue Hill. Yes, go ahead. I, I have one more thing I would like to, to say to parents. We actually have a YouTube channel with a bunch of videos uh, about what goes on in MSSM calculus courses and what's going on in the hydroponics center. And I would implore them to check that out. Great. Uh, so if you go to YouTube and you do a search for MSSM, a vision, kind of like television, but MSSM in the front, then they'd be able to see these videos and you could take a quick look at what's going on up there. So Great. I implore them to take a look at that. Great. Thanks so much. Thank you. That was Luke Shorty, who's a math uh, teacher at uh, the Maine School of Science and Mathematics, and he was joined up there in Limestone by Imogen Page. We still have with us in the studio Pam Perkins, who's the Director of Admissions. You're tuned to Talk of the Towns here on WERU, and we're talking about the Maine School of Science and Mathematics, one of the, um, I guess, the only magnet school at this point in, in Maine, and uh, it was uh, rated by a U.S. and World Report as uh, one of the top high schools in, in the U.S. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Pam, it must be um, um, interesting. You're traveling all across the state um, trying to intrigue people with this notion of a, an alternative high school. What are some of the challenges that you face um, trying to get students to actually go up there and, and take a look? Well, certainly it's, um, it's a big decision for any family um, and, and students. Uh, there are um, things that students need to give up that, um, in order to pursue this type of education. Um, Imogen mentioned a couple of things that she had given up in terms of um, we're really focused on the math um, and science curriculum. Um, and so things like music um, or sports, um, while we still have those opportunities um, and, the, and we encourage students to pursue those, um, there may be times during your experience at the magnet school where you would have to give them up um, for a period in order to focus on um, on your academic pursuits um, above and beyond um, 
the, the science or um, music or mm. um, sports programming. So that's something that I, I try to make sure that all students who are applying are aware of the possibility. Um, and so that's, that is a sacrifice that they have to think about, um, whether or not they're ready and willing to make that sacrifice. Um, we're also in Limestone, Maine, which um, for the majority of our students is somewhere around four to six to seven hours um, north of their hometowns. Um, and really, while that seems like a very long way away, um, and it definitely is, um, we find that we do a really good job of trying to bridge the gap and maintain relationships between students um, who are um, attending the school and um, and both their friends um, and family both um, back at home. Um, once a month, students come back home, um, either for um, their regular school vacations, um, or they have an extended weekend, um, which runs from Thursday afternoons into Sunday afternoons um, and they actually um, are bused from limestone downstate um, and dropped off at different locations um, uh, into uh, where their parents can pick them up um, and spend some time with them um, so there's not um, as much of a commitment to get back and forth all of the time mm. um, and they are able to really maintain those um, friendships and relationships that they had um, before they left. Mm. Well, let's go now to uh, Representative Terry Hayes. Terry is with us by phone. Welcome to Talk of the Towns, Terry. Thank you. And it's great to hear your voice. Uh, we've worked together on some yes. other projects, and, and uh, great to have you with us this morning. Ron, you're just another example of if you hang around Maine long enough, you just keep running into the same folks with different hats on. That's right. That's right. So <laughs> you're in the in the Maine House. This is your third term. Um, and uh, But you also, the reason we're ha asking you about this and this program is that you're um, the parent of a graduate. Tell us about that experience. I am. My son, Danny, graduated from the Maine School of Science and Math in the spring of 2007. Um, I have three children. He's the youngest of the three. Uh, all of them had gone to school in, in the public school system in Buckfield. And we were pleased with the outcomes. But our youngest son, Dan, had a real penchant for math and, and, and what I call the lazy gene. And um, that combination kind of meant he sort of sleptwalked through what was going on at home. And he learned about the uh, main school of science and math and had gone up for a week-long program in the summer in the sixth grade. And we had a close friend who, whose older um, son had gone to school up there. And then my niece was attending. Um, she's a year, was a year ahead of Danny. And so he decided that that was something he thought would be worth exploring. And um, we said, fine, you've got to do the application. And if you get in, we'll make it work. Mm. And, and he got in. And <laughs> we made it work. <laughs> Great. And, and tell us about some of, um, some of maybe first, some of the initial challenges that you faced as a family, and then how you overcame that, or how the school helped you overcome those challenges. Well, it's interesting. I think the, the, the biggest, we, we, as I said, have two older children, both of whom um, had already left and were in college mm. when Danny, Danny was home alone for one year and then was off to uh, MSSL and to Limestone, and I think... I think the initial challenge was more for my husband than me because um, he lost his buddy. I mean, you know, Danny would stay up late and watch movies with him on the weekend and hang out, and, and it was difficult, you know, thinking ahead that, okay, we're going to be empty nesters two years before we had anticipated that. It was an emotional piece that came with it. But, um, but it was important enough to Dan, and we felt that in the long run it was going to make a big difference, uh, and we were right. Mm -hmm. um, 
So we got used to that boy pretty quickly. Um, and he's an athlete. You know, I, I heard earlier conversation about kids sometimes having to give up some of the things that they may have enjoyed. My experience was that at MSSM, if the youngster had a passion for something, the grown-ups that are there would help them pursue that passion and create an opportunity for an outlet if the youngsters were interested enough. Danny was a very good basketball player, and I had always gone to all of his games, just like I did with the older kids. So the other big challenge for me was that over two winters, I went to every basketball game that kid played in, and I can find every Class D high school in Arista County now. <laughs> That's great. Um, so, um, and that was just a personal commitment and, and massaging my work schedule because I enjoyed watching, and it was something I didn't want to give up. But, you know, not everybody can take that kind of time. Um, so it was one of the things I didn't want to miss that. You know, I, I would have gone to every game if he were playing at Buckfield and, so I made the commitment, and I did the driving. Mm. And and what's your son, Dan, up to these days? He's a mechanical engineering major at the University of Maine in Orono, currently um, filling out applications for some internship programs this summer, wanting very much to <clears throat> pursue some work in the um, offshore wind program. If he's successful, he's applied there and interested in pursuing some kind of work relative to that program was Habib Dagger mm-hmm. at the university. And um, uh, in a, you, when you um, saw, I guess you, you were on the school board for MSAD 39 for a number of years um, while the main school of science and mathematics was kind of gearing up. You must have heard about it. Um, but then you, as you became a member of the legislature, what, what strikes you about this particular approach to education? Oh, it's, it's a wonderful um, public investment in some of our best and brightest and, uh, students. Um, it, I mean, I'm grateful as a resident of Maine at the commitment of my friends and neighbors and fellow taxpayers at subsidizing this program. I, I, you may have covered earlier in the show that, that, that there is no tuition fee. Families pay room and board. Um, for their children to be living away at Limestone, but there is no tuition, and it was a marvelous opportunity for our son, and I think made all the difference. He's been successful in college. Um, as, as a as a school board member, I was aware of the program because we have a neighbor who attended one of the earliest um, enrollments. She's older than my youngsters. Uh, my kids are Jessica Reuter went to school up there in one of the first or second classes, I think. So I was tangentially aware of it. Um, and I thought it just created a marvelous opportunity, uh, uh, providing an environment um, uh, that we could not replicate in the public school system district by district. Um, so I- I've always been intrigued by it. I love the summer programs as a way of spurring youngsters on and seeing the value in the science and math pursuits. Um, and recognize that, that the geography can be a hardship, but it's also, at least for my son, that, that was one of the things, you know, as he finished up his career, you know, his academic career there, he said to me, you know, Mom, I could live in Limestone. It's not all that different from Buckfield. Mm. <laughs> you know? I mean, mm. he, he liked it. 
Right. And, and you see this, I'm sure, as, as a, a parent and a, and a um, member of the House of Representatives, as an investment in Maine's economic future, not just in the investment in the, in the careers or the, the future of individual um, students. Oh, absolutely. And, and the more collaboration that we see developing between um, both faculty and students at Limestone, at Maine School of Science and Math, and the University of Maine, the Foster Innovation Center has some really interesting stuff going on that, you know, connecting that, I, I think is a, a wonderful investment. I mean, a real foundational piece that, you know, we, we constantly hear people express concern about our best and brightest youngsters moving away. Uh, I, I think there's more myth than reality to that. Um, I think it's a matter of continuing to provide these learning opportunities that, feed this particular group of youngsters. Mm -hmm. um, if we do that, uh, they'll stay here and they'll find a way to be successful because we really can't stop them. <laughs> I mean, we, we can either, we can help them, but we can't stop them. Oh, <laughs> you know, a, they're going to do it. <laughs> that's right. That's a great, that, that's a great philosophy. Well, um, anything you'd say to um, a parent um, who might be considering um, this for um, their daughter or son? Sure. I, I, one of our greatest reservations, as I mentioned, our son was an athlete, was that he was going to, in order to meet his commitment to his team, there were times when he was going to have to be up in limestone when the dorms were closed. And I was, I don't know, maybe even a patrolling parent. My kids had never spent the night at someone's house that I didn't know. <laughs> and so, so this is this conundrum of what we were going to do. I was so impressed with the community and surrounding all the way into Caribou, uh, limestone and Caribou, the folks that were more than willing to um, open their homes to the, the youngsters from the main school of science and math and, and provide that, you know, the, the tag team, if you will, that was necessary to make it successful. Dan played basketball and baseball. Mm. And so there were periods of time when, when, you know, he had to stay up longer than the dorms were open, get on a bus, ride the bus down and we pick them up in, in Lewiston or in Bangor. And um, there were there was a really good support system of local community people whose youngsters weren't necessarily at the Magnet School but were participating in the Limestone Community School. And, and, and it eased my mind considerably. Mm. Um, so I would say don't, um, don't hesitate around that piece. There's a really good core. The staff is wonderful. The teachers were super. Um, and they, they are wonderful at staying in touch, like almost to a fault. There were times when Danny was struggling academically in his non-math content area, and I, I knew more about that than I wanted to. Um, <laughs> but, but it was my job to know it. So there's, a, there's good communication, good wraparound support. The community is very supportive. Um, and... And I didn't, you know, I also was somewhat concerned that there would be sort of an us-them between the local youngsters and the kids that were coming in from other parts of Maine. And, and our experience was exactly the opposite. Um, you know, the, the kids from the Magnet School were uh, well-received and, and valued as opposed to ostracized or, or treated differently. So... Um, the other thing is that, that, you know, it is the straight shot up 95. It's the, it's the easiest four-and-a-half-hour drive I've ever done. <laughs> you know, you drive four-and-a-half hours in the other direction from Buckfield, and you got traffic, and 
Massachusetts, and you, know, you drive four and a half hours north, and it's pretty much a good road. <laughs> <laughs> Especially this time of year. You can't drive very far without uh, um, encountering some of our difficult potholes. No, but you know, it's, um, it's closer than you think. Yes. It's, it, it, uh, and the kids are home at least a weekend a month. They're a phone call, an email, a Twitter away. Um, and and I, again, I think the staff does a really good job of of maintaining that home connection. Um, and, and, you know, it was was different having him essentially leave home two years earlier than we had expected. But i got to tell you, particularly for, I don't know, I say this, for boys who I think sometimes can be less ready for that independent piece that comes their first semester in college, you know, if they, they have supports around this at MSSM, and these kids learn better than than their peers who I think stay at home, the kinds of things they're going to need to do in managing their time um, and and making decisions when they are, you know, entirely on their own when they transition into college. And it made a huge difference for our son. It just, I think, was immensely helpful. And, and I will continue to support, you know, our public investment in this because other youngsters need to have the same opportunity. Great. Well, thanks so much for taking time to be with us this morning on Talk of the Towns. Thanks for including me, Ron. Okay, take care. That was Representative Terry Hayes of Buckfield. She's in her third term as a Maine State um, representative from that part of the state, and she's the mother of one of the graduates, recent graduates of uh, the Maine School of Science and Mathematics. Um, It's your turn now. Um, Give us a call at one 866 625-9378 with your questions or comments. Perhaps you're familiar with the school and you want to tell us a little bit about that, or perhaps you've got a question. Our guest here in the studio is Pam Perkins. She's the Director of Admissions for the Maine School of Science and Mathematics. Once again, that number is one 866 625 or locally 469-0500. Pam, you mentioned the, the open houses, and you said that these are one of the things that um, begins to convince people that this might be something for them. Tell us a little bit about a typical open house. Sure. Um, open houses are really a whole lot of fun. Um, it, it's really the opportunity for students to find out whether or not this, this is the right fit. Um, and it gives both parents um, and students uh, a chance to get a glimpse um, inside the life uh, of, of um, our students um, day to day. Um, they actually spend two days um, with us, um, a Sunday afternoon, and so you'll get a chance to eat dinner and see what students are doing on the weekend, um, tour campus, um, hear um, directly from a wide variety of people in our community. Um, and we do call ourselves a community. Mm. We are a very tight-knit um, learning community um, of really um, engaged, motivated, um, wonderful people. Um, and everyone is, a, is very respectful of each other and, and really appreciates, um, I think, what each individual brings to the table. Um, and so at, at the open house, they're able to really get a, a good sense of what life is like. Um, our students are very open and honest about every detail of, of what it is, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, they don't hold anything back, um, as do our faculty. Um, and I think it can be very reassuring for families um, to understand what it is that you're uh you're thinking about uh, and what exactly life might be. Um, we often hear from students that um, 
once they go on campus, they sort of find their people. Um, this is a, a continuing theme that um, comes across when um, students head to MSSM and all of a sudden find a group of students who um, are like-minded, um, interested in the same types of things, um, laugh at the same types of jokes, um, and, and they may not have ever experienced that type of um, community before. Um, and so it can be a wonderful um, thing to see um, and, and allow some students to really blossom and come into their own when they find peers that are um, supportive as, as ours are. Mm. And I suppose if, if um, and you might have share some of that for yourself, if you've grown up in a school system, I can imagine, not all of the case, but I can imagine you get um, kind of pushed or um, kind of slotted into a group of students that may not be of your choosing. <laughs> Sounds like this is a, a matter of once you find your people, you make that choice and, and, and you've got that support. Absolutely. Um, I think I was a very happy student um, mm -hmm. in Ellsworth, and, and um, by no means would I call myself the nerdy kid um, mm -hmm. <laughs> at school. <laughs> um, and uh, going to the main school of science and mathematics opened my eyes to a new um, group of, of uh, type of student and type of learner, um, students who are just so motivated and enthusiastic and, and passionate about the world around them, um, that it really opened up a lot of doors for me. Um, and because you're really going through a pretty um, intensive um, experience together, um, the bonds and the relationships that I made with my peers um, as a high school student are um, incredible. We still talk to each other regularly. Um, they were the bridesmaids um, in my wedding, and um, and I will have a relationship with these people that I went to high school with. I think that is a beyond what I, I may have had um, in my regular schooling. Um, mm. And as um, you probably know, many of the graduates, because you've been working at this and you've been a part of it, tell us about some of the some of the graduates. I noticed that um, one graduate um, um, hi highlighted in your newsletter is uh, Jen Brophy Price, in the class of 1997, and and uh, she grew up in in uh, um, Shin Pond. Um, and now she's um, working, and she says she builds swamps and rivers. What's yeah. that about? Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, our students are doing an incredible amount um, of work uh, all over the country um, and the state. Um, we were pleased to have um, Jen come up and do a, um, a, a the themed weekend with our students and talk a little bit about um, what it is that she um, is working on. Um, but she um, is with Wetland Studies and Solutions um, Incorporated. Um, and she's actually in Washington, D.C. Um, and it's an example of the many varieties of things that our graduates can do. Um, and they're not always math and science based. Um, we have many, many graduates who are um, middle school teachers. Um, that seems to be a very, very popular mm. career choice. Mm. Um, and I think one of the really great ways that our um, alumni um, give back um, to the state of Maine, that they've had this really incredible um, foundation um, and can go back and, and spread that out um, in our other school systems around the state. It seems to me that that choice might have to do with the excitement about learning, that they're, they're, it's almost contagious, it sounds like, from the professors. They've had 
or the teachers they've had at the, the main school of science and, and mathematics. Oh, absolutely. I think our, our faculty are very dynamic um, mm. and, and very interesting and engaging um, and inspiring. I think the, um, we look up to our professors um, at MSSM that mm-hmm. they, we, um, I think, want to be like them mm-hmm. um, and challenge them. Um, and what a great um, age group then to go back and work with, the middle school. Well, that's, that's when um, students are perhaps most excited absolutely. about learning before they get jaded a little bit when they get <laughs> on to, to an older <laughs> older grade level. I'll list our phone numbers one more time. We're talking about the main School of Science and Mathematics. Pam Perkins is um, with us. She's the Director of Admissions. And I uh, hope you'll give us a call with your question or your comment or perhaps your experience. Maybe you're a graduate or maybe you're the parent of a graduate and you'd like to share um, your story. 1-866-625-9378. That's 1-866-625-9378. Um, as you um, uh, proceed to um, th- think about the, the future, um, um, about 120 students, is that right, um, at one time? Yes, mm-hmm. um, that's right about um, where we're comfortable with. We have a, a space for about 140 right now in our dormitory, but um, I think 120 is a great number. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems to work for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so how many new students are you trying to bring in every year? What's your, your quota? <laughs> um, well, we look for somewhere between 30 and 40 students generally um, to come in. And we're looking for a handful of students who are actually coming right out of eighth grade and starting their freshman year mm-hmm. um, with us. But the majority of our students are actually starting as sophomores. Um, and then we have a handful that start um, in their junior year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really a matter of when each student is ready um, for that sort of transition, um, when it's right for your family. Um, and that's different for every student. Um, mm. and, and, and I work um, hard with different families to talk about, are you ready or not? Is this the right decision? Right. Um, what is it that we offer and is this going to work for you right. um, and help you through that process? Yeah. 1-866-625-9378 as we talk about the main school of science and mathematics. Uh, Pam Perkins, what's the, the application process like uh, if someone was considering this? Sure. It's actually um, more challenging than any of my college applications <laughs> were. Um, so we, we look at a wide variety of information. Um, mm-hmm. I think particularly because our students are younger, um, mm-hmm. we want to have a really good idea about what um, what we're getting um, and it, whether or not we're going to be able to meet um, each student's needs individually. Um, and so we look at um, students fill out an application. Um, they write an essay for us. Parents write um, a a response about what their students, son or daughters, are like, um, what to be looking for. Um, we need recommendations from a math teacher, an English teacher, and a science teacher. Um, students from eighth grade all the way up through their junior year will have to submit um, a PSAT or an SAT score. Um, they'll also take some in-house testing, um, so like a math placement exam um, with us, um, an English placement exam, just to make sure that they're going to um, fit into our course um, work um, appropriately. Um, and they also have an interview with me, um, which is very scary, mm-hmm. um, very intimidating. Oh, you're so such an intimidating <laughs> person. <laughs> but um, for most of students who are applying to the Main School of Science and Mathematics, This is the very first foray into anything like this. Um, And so it's my job to really help both the parents and the students Mm -hmm. understand the process step by step and to guide you through the process. Um, And really the application is a learning experience in and of itself. Um, It's it's great preparation for when you're going to have to do this later on. Um, I help you kind of learn how to conduct yourself in an interview, I think, and, and get those jitters out um, right. Th- for those later are, in life. Those are life skills that you're, you're starting um, relatively early. Um, what is the cost structure um, that you're paying for? Basically, parents are paying for um, room and board, but not for the tuition. Exactly, yeah. yes. Um, it, 
we do have a room and board cost, um, which right now is $7,900 for the year. Mm. Um, however, we do also offer financial aid mm -hmm. um, for all families that qualify for that. Um, and we really encourage um, families not to get too worried about the financials. Um, that we are um, a service for students who need us, um, who, are, who are needing that sort of opportunity that we offer. Um, and we wouldn't want any family not to um, consider us or attend because of financial constraints. Um, mm. It's our commitment as a state um, and also as a school to make sure that, that we're available to, to all students who, who qualify. Mm. And you've got a, um, a great website, so if, if uh, listeners want to learn more, they can um, uh, just use their web browser and, and look for Maine School of Science and Mathematics and, and they'll find some great information and presumably admissions information as well. Absolutely, and our open house, which is uh, this next weekend, right. March 20th and That's 21st. Right. You can sign so up So we've there. got a few more minutes. We'd be happy to take your phone call uh, with your question or comment for Pam Perkins, who's the Director of Admissions at the Maine School of Science and Mathematics um, up in um, uh, Limestone. And um, as we wrap up the hour, um, maybe um, one comment about how do you prepare students for what comes next for them? Most of them are going to go on to college or some advanced education. Sure. Some of them might go into a career or, or kind of a job experience. How do you help them prepare for that? Sure. Well, 100% of our students um, graduate and go to a four-year college or university. Um, and That's a pretty impressive track record <laughs> if you look at the is. other graduation rates around the state of Maine. Absolutely. That is absolutely the track that our students are on. Um, and we start working on that um, very early, um, their first year. Um, so depending on what year a student starts, um, whether it's their freshman year their junior year, um, we have a different program for each year preparing students for um, the college application process, for identifying what is the appropriate school for them. Um, I think we also teach students um, through our residential life program particularly um, what life is going to be like when you get out there. Um, right, and that's what Representative Hayes was talking mm -hmm. about, that that was a very valuable experience for her son as he th thought about going on to school. He already had some skills and and, and, and uh, skills to get along with some other folks. Right. Yeah. Um, very often we hear students who have just graduated from the high school and gone off to college say, oh, this was a snap. This was a breeze. All of my, um, my peers are struggling. I don't understand. Um, this is easy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, compared to what I did at, at mm -hmm. the main school of science and math. Mm -hmm. um, so. so I think you know, many parents are pleasantly surprised, it sounds like, that their their student is is um, really ready to take on the challenge of living away from home in a very supportive mm -hmm. environment, mm -hmm. but they're learning some things that uh, they wouldn't necessarily learn in a high school, regular high school setting. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. So what's your hope for the future, Pam, for the main school of science and mathematics? Oh, I... I really hope that um, we can continue to be leaders um, in STEM initiatives, so science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, um, which is a huge push um, that, that the state is making at this point, and I think a really valuable um, uh, initiative um, statewide, and um, to really boost MSSM's role in that um, for students who are in the middle school, um, elementary school, um, and the teachers who teach them. Um, so we can sort of spread what it is that we do um, and what's working for us um, and the interesting, innovative um, programs that we're able to try out and experiment with um, in our program um, and help them become successful um, programs for other schools um, and districts. Mm. Well, thanks so much for being here this morning. Um, it's been great to talk with you. I've known you for a number of years, yeah. and we've taken some canoe trips together <laughs> up on the Allagash with uh, College of Atlantic. And, and it's, it seems that you're exactly right for the position you're doing because you know the school from 
the experience, but also it seems like you've, you've um, gained so much from um, your current relationship with professors and students. Well, thank you so much, Ron. It's been right. a pleasure to be here. We've come to that time when I want to remind you that this program was produced with support from Cooperative Extension and the Hancock County Extension Association. With offices in each county, Cooperative Extension is the major educational outreach program of the University of Maine. Our radio collaboration with WERU began in 1990 and continues with your support, and we really appreciate that support. Um, give us a call at WERU if you would like to give more, um, because we can always use that support. Join us from 10 to 11 on the second and fourth Friday mornings of each month for Talk of the Towns. Our theme music is a medley from Coronach on a Balmain House Highland music recording. Thanks to Pam Perkins, who is with us here in the studio, and her colleagues, um, Luke Shorty, who's in the math department up at the Maine School of Science and Mathematics, and Imogen Page, a student from Blue Hill, who's a first-year student. And um, we also thank Representative Terry Hayes, who's the mother of a graduate. Um, Representative Hayes is from Buckfield. Thanks to our uh, underwriters. Uh, thanks to Joel Mann for engineering our program, and stay tuned for On the Wing with Joel Raymond. This is Ron Beard, your host for Talk of the Towns, wishing you a good morning. Support for Talk of the Towns comes from the Maine Community Foundation, partnering with donor